Welcome to Breakthrough with Brig, the podcast that teaches high-achieving Black women how to use thought work to break through barriers, get out of their own way, and become their best self in the most loving and sustainable way. Y'all ready? Let's dig in. So excited. I have another podcast for you. But first, I'm going to tell you, me and this hair, I have a love-hate relationship with it. In the mornings when I wake up and it's all over my head, I'm like, when is this going to be over with? Like, have I had it long enough to be worth the time to get it? And then once I put it down and put it in a ponytail and I kind of put my makeup on and I'm like, oh, it's cute. (laughs) So... Anyway, I'm having fun with my hair, but I'm going to have even more fun right now because we have a guest. I am so excited. I have one, you know, I I always call my clients my favorite. So here's another favorite. (laughs) And I have Miss Lenora on the call with us today. Welcome to the podcast, Lenora. Well, thank you for having me. I am really so excited to be able to sit down and tell your listeners just how much you mean to me and how much your services have meant to me. So thank you for the opportunity. So let's get started. But you know, first, I'm going to call you out on some stuff. <laughs> because No, not you. No, not me. Me call you out? No, no way. <laughs> Because you weren't like jumping, skipping, and hopping to work with me. Tell us about that. (laughs) So I had learned about you through, I believe I was listening to Brooke Castile Mm -hmm. and um, had gotten integrated into her community listening to the podcast and then I believe that she interviewed you a couple of times. And um, I also saw some content on her website related to you. And I said, if I thought about doing life coaching, I'd want to do it with Brig Johnson because you were so real. And then when I went to your website and saw that you cursed like a sailor, I'm all about that. <laughs> and that you were just so honest, you know, about the things that you hope to accomplish in your own life and, you know, that you are not perfect and any life coach that tells you that they're perfect, then you need to run as fast as you can away from them. And so there was a certain realness about you that attracted me to you. Mm -hmm. And so I listened to your podcast. I got caught up and, you know, you always offer to have a one-on-one. And I think you said, you know, 30 minutes to see if it worked between us. And I think you and I spoke for almost an hour. Yeah. You were asking me some questions. And one of the questions that you asked me is, why are you hesitant? Right? Mm -hmm. What would be the thing? And I was very honest with you. And I said, I just don't want to go through this process and be the same at the end of it. Because, you know, if you're a lifelong searcher, as I am, you know, you spend a lot of time and money, resources, going to conferences, reading books, listening to different people. And some things click and you're like, I got it. I got it. 
you know, and then my life is going to change. And then you revert back to the old behaviors. And that was my biggest thing is like, I just want to feel like I'm a different person at the end of the process. And we left that call. There were no commitments. I took probably two weeks to think about it. Mm-hmm. I talked it over with a couple of my friends with varying degrees of, oh, that's such a great idea. Or no girl, I could go buy me a car, you know, something like that. Right. <laughs> and something in me just said, yeah, you could go and take a trip or you can go and spend the money elsewhere. But you know, once that's over, are you going to be the same person? And I said, it's worth it for me to spend the resources to really change my life or think differently about my life. And so I reached out to you. And then when we had our first call, I said, did you think I was going to call you back? You said, yeah, I knew you were. I knew you were. (laughs) And that was the beginning. So there was one thing that you said that stood out to me in that. Because so many people miss this thing. Because I have my fair share of people who want to work with me. And then, then they come back and go, oh, but... I can take a vacation or like this is a down payment on a house or something like the air condition broke. There's always something that comes up because life is always about something, right? Or my spouse said no or whatever. But the fact that you said I can go on the vacation or I can do that, but I would still be the same person. Like that thought right there is the thought that got you to where you are right now. Absolutely. I like literally that thought alone. Absolutely. Yeah, because we can like, you know, my coaching isn't like cheap. I I know that, right? I know that. I Like I pay for things. I think it's well worth it though. And yeah, I could use that money and like I pay for coaches too. So I understand the same thing. And my coaches are more expensive than my coaching. And I'm always a better person for it. And because I'm a better person for it, I actually up-level myself so I'm creating more value so I can take two trips instead of one. (laughs) But like, we don't think of it that way. You know what I mean? It's like, we're just my way of being. Like, I don't even need to take a trip to feel better. Like, I can feel good within my four walls that I'm here now, which is, I'm in these walls a whole lot more than I'm in, like, a trip. Right. Yeah. And, you know, and we may get into this a a bit later, but there was one specific occurrence Mm -hmm. that happened in my life recently that I said to myself, the coaching was worth it. Because if I had not made changes in how I thought about this relationship and the eventual end of the relationship, due to death, if I had not changed my thoughts and really worked on that relationship and if I had not been in a good place in that relationship with that person, I think the guilt would have been unbearable. But because we had worked through that and talked intimately about it and looked at it from the perspective of, you know, what I wanted it to be creating that relationship the way that I wanted it to be, it just And I said this to you when I was going through it, well worth the money for the coaching on that one issue. And we've coached on everything. And and I'm sure we'll get into my issues with tennis, but. (laughs) Love it. I think coaching prepares us for the rest of our life. And so 
what you had was like you showed up in a way in a relationship and you can tell the details of it if you want. I'm not going to share that. I'll let you share what you want of that. But like what I see is like the coaching through that just shared in a way, helped you show up in a way that you were just proud of no matter what the outcome was. And just like, and looking back, you can see that you showed up in a way that you were proud of. Absolutely. And it really was an evolution when we started working with each other last summer, how I viewed that relationship and the prospects of that relationship. And regardless of whether or not there was a reconciliation or if there was a a parting, I knew I was going to be okay simply because of the way that I thought about the relationship and what I wanted and what the other person wanted. You know, it's sad that it kind of ended the way that it did in terms of this person no longer being on earth. But again, I cannot thank you, your process, all of the skills, the feedback that you gave me, just coaching me through that. I cannot thank you enough because I believe it would have been a completely different result had I not worked through that prior to. And the death was untimely. It was not expected. But we had reached the point where, you know, things are really good. And I thank you for that. And not just my recognition of my change, right? But others were recognizing it as well. I have lots of friends, but I have quite a few friends who are are a bit more, we'll say, seasoned than I am, who've been through life and have had different experiences that I have. And one person in particular recognized some ways in which I was changing that I didn't even recognize. And it meant so much to me. And she knows about you actually before we started working together. And so I think she was kind of like, you know, questioning me on certain things to see if I was changing, if I had a different perspective on things. And and um, when she kind of gave her feedback on it, it was clear. It was clear that it was working. Now, I'm not saying that I'm perfect. You know, I still have, again, if you're with a life coach who presents themselves as being perfect and doesn't have their own issues and are not working through things on their own. And that's the realness about you. I mean, we've had conversations about lots of different things, right? And I even said to you, if we met like just on the street, I think we'd be like fast friends, right? I just, again, your personality is such, and you are the girlfriend that every friend needs, every person, every woman needs. But yeah, just her recognition of it. Yeah, I've changed. And I'm still changing and evolving and implementing and putting into practice the things that we've discussed. And there were times when you you were looking on camera and you said, if you could see your face right now, because it's like I can't hide anything. And you said, you really look like you want to tell me to shut the you know what up, (laughs) because I was not agreeing with your perspective on something that I was going through. But in hindsight, you were absolutely right. I'm in charge of my thoughts. Others are in charge of their own thoughts. You know, let them be who they are and we can all coexist. So. So good. So what were you, if you could describe what you were before and where you are now, like how were you before? Where do you see the difference? Where I see the difference, and again, it's going to come 
probably in a very unusual setting. So in addition to all the things I love about my life, I especially love tennis. And I play league tennis and I want to get better at tennis. There are people who are better than me. There are people who are less skilled as I am. And, you know, when you're playing a match, obviously there's going to be a result. And that result can either make you feel really good about how you're playing, like lights out tennis, or you could feel like, why did I ever pick up a racket? And prior to working with you, I was very concerned about what others thought of my tennis or what I thought they thought about my tennis. And, you know, if that presented opportunities for me to play with certain people or opportunities to be on certain teams, the big difference in, you know, Lenora prior to working with you is that I came to the realization one day that I was giving my power away to others and the key part of what I'm about to say is that I'm giving my power away to others and they're not even asking for it. So now I know where my power resides. It resides in my thoughts and how I feel about myself and my own abilities. And everyone else is in charge of their own thoughts and their opinions about my playing, but that has nothing to do with me. And so I refuse to give away my power again. I'm not going to say that, you know, hey, we all want to play well. We all want to be highly regarded in something that is important to us. But before it was driving me and it doesn't drive me like that anymore. It is what it is. Yeah. So good. I always tell people like, because you would always sometimes say like, I can't believe it's just tennis. And I was like, I don't care what it is. Like when you're able to bring your life whatever you're going through, like I tell people all the time, laugh, even if it's the cashier at Target or Walmart, I don't care what we're coaching on because how our brain processes things is how our brain processes things. So it didn't matter that it was tennis. That was the thing that we used to help you understand how you were processing things in all areas of your life. Because we probably didn't coach on the relationship that was the biggest impact that you saw later as much like we probably had maybe three calls about that the rest of them were about tennis but yeah. <laughs> but the way you process it and saw it it was so much easier to transfer it to other areas of your life tell me about the kindness part and the compassion part uh, <laughs> so big so huge yeah i think when you continue to reinforce the idea that you're not broken, there's nothing wrong with you, and to treat yourself with kindness and compassion. Ah, that was huge. Because typically, I think, just as women, perhaps maybe even more so as Black women, as you and I talked about, there's this whole performative thing. It's like our worth is based on what we do. Mm -hmm. versus who we are. And yeah. so if we're not producing in a certain way, right, then I think a lot of people, myself included, we have a tendency to kind of beat up on ourselves as if that's going to make things better. It's like the more I beat myself down or whatever, the more I'm going to actually improve. No, 
absolutely not. It's completely different. The more you hold space for yourself, the more compassion you show yourself, the more you love you show yourself, the more you can love others, right, with their issues. That's where the change happens. How important was it that you see like that me every week modeling that for you? Because that's the biggest thing is like through modeling, just like if you're you were a little kid and learning Spanish, like, you know, you just speak Spanish to them and they pick it up. Right. Mm -hmm. Just modeling that to you on a weekly basis. It's like eventually you started to soften to yourself. Like the first times you were like, I can't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I mean, I missed that ball 15 times. How did I be compassionate <laughs> about that? Right? My partner's like looking at me like, really? <laughs> I, mm. How can I hold space for myself, right? Of being human. But yeah, it's important. It's the only way to treat yourself. It is really the only way to change. Oh my God. Yes. We can end the podcast right there. That was so true. (laughs) Right. So I love this because, you know, I'm getting ready to start a group program. And one of the things is like, you know, my biggest thing is for us to create safety within emotional safety. Right. Mm -hmm. Which is one of the things we worked on, even though I don't tell you that's what we're doing. Right. And creating those neural pathways through kindness, like learning warmth and compassion and kindness to ourselves and offering it to ourselves. And for Black women, it's like this foreign concept. What do you mean? I lost the match. I'm supposed to be nice to myself right now. (laughs) Right? It's like a foreign concept. Like, what are you talking about? Like, why would I give myself compassion? It is what, you know, we always say it is what it is and let's move on. And One of the things I love doing is just slowing people down enough so they can see literally how they're treating themselves, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. why that's so important. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I know certain things about myself, right? I know what my triggers are. I know what things kind of get me in an uproar or whatever. But I also know that I'm a nice person. Mm -hmm. And then I had to start challenging that. Right. Because there's a difference in being nice and being kind. Mm. To me, being nice can sometimes be a little bit just kind of disingenuous. Being kind comes from a different place. And so sometimes I thought maybe I was being nice to others or maybe nice to myself when I should always strive to be kind. So that's kind of what I'm I'm working on right now. You know, I'm all about people being genuine and I want to reflect that back to them as well. And, you know, when it comes to tennis, I, I have a, a particular friend who she can be a little hard on herself when she's not playing her best tennis. And I would always say to her, don't talk to my friend like that. Right. And it would stop right. her. And she's like, you're right. But then I had to say, hey, Lenore, don't talk to my friend like that. Right. Because we wouldn't accept things from others, but we accept that stuff in our head. We accept a speaking poorly to ourselves as if it's a way to change. And it's not. So that's my quest, you know, especially after like the last six weeks I've had. I, I didn't, you know, for a minute there, I didn't I didn't know where she was, but she's making her way back. Death is hard. It's very difficult when you when you lose someone who meant a lot to you, but they want you to go on and live your best life and 
So that's what I'm trying to do, live my best life. Guys, if you knew the transformation for her to like give you, like she literally could teach a class on this now on self-love. If you knew the, the journey that we took to get here, like my jaw just literally dropped listening to her. And I love it. I love that. Because for me, it's knowing that because we're finished with our hours, we've done our six months and it's so good for me because I know the tools that I gave you, the skills that you got that you, I didn't give them to you that you learned, you had to do the work, right? Mm -hmm. Like I always say, I'm coaching you so that for 10 years from now, when I'm not around, that's why, like when you said, I can go on a trip or I can change for the rest of my life, right? So me sitting here knowing this and listening to you, I know that you have the skills now to just continue, right? Absolutely. Yeah. So what do you think the biggest impact of you like seeing this in the future will be? You know, my thing is like safe people create epic shit. And it's not that you wanted to create epic shit, anything big. Your epic shit can be, I don't care, like your tennis relationship or whatever. But what do you see are the benefits now of learning to love yourself? And why was that so important? I think the biggest benefit for me is knowing that I'm capable of doing it. Because honestly, I didn't, you know, we all have our certain things, right? They're insecurities. You and I've talked about them, right? I I can look at you and say, what is she talking about? I mean, you know, she's got X, Y, Z or whatever, but that's your thing. I have a different thing that may not be your thing, right? So I think that coming to the realization that however I show up in the world, I can always choose to love who I am. That's the biggest thing. That's the only thing that's going to get me through. That is the only thing that is lasting. I just want to interrupt because I I know Black women. And this podcast is, I know you guys, other people listening. And I know, I even, (laughs) my tree guy, who's a nice white guy, listens to my podcast. (laughs) And I was like, you listen? He was like, yep. I was like, okay. He said, it helps me too. So I know there's others of you, but I know for black women, if you had a room of high achieving and you know, I work with the high achieving, like you are definitely a high achiever. Like we didn't even talk about your corporate background or anything because that wasn't your thing. That wasn't where you wanted to work at, but yes, you were definitely all of the stuff, right? But if you walked into a room of high achieving women and asked them that they love themselves, they will all say, yep. Right? Like we would never say like, of course I love myself. There's a difference in like the love that, can you describe? Because I like, Emma lost the words, like the love that we say we have for, like that pride that we have for ourselves as Black women, our strength and our resilience. Yes. And the difference in like the compassion and love that I'm talking about. Yeah, there is a difference. And it was only after going through this process that I've, that I figured out the difference. I used to be like dumbfounded as to, you see, you know, these well-established black women and they're dressed to the nines and hair is always done. And in your mind, you're thinking they've got it all together. It's like, 
I'm supposed to be like that, right? But I maybe I was just more in touch with my emotions or I was unwilling to not be vulnerable, right? Mm-hmm. One thing that all my friends will tell you, I'm probably the most open person with whatever that you may want to meet or whatever. I'll, I'll tell you anything about me because I'm just not afraid of the judgment, right? Mm-hmm. That I may get from folks. And I used to always be in awe until I realized and recognized that a lot of that is a facade. I think it's as Black women, we have been told that that is the way that we are supposed to be. Mm-hmm. We are the ones who uphold the race or are expected to uphold the race in the family. And so we cannot show cracks in our armor, right? And so yes. when you get someone like me who is very much in touch with her own feelings and her own vulnerabilities, it almost makes it look as if there is something wrong with me. But I will tell you, I think that my transparency and vulnerability is probably my superpower because I think people can relate to me that way. And so when you ask me about having that kind of image versus the image of someone who is loving and compassionate towards themselves, I think they're different, but I think there needs to be a bringing up, kind of a merging of the two. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying Black women, honestly, we need to give ourselves a break. And we need to make the investment in us because we take care of everyone else. I am not married. I don't have any kids. So this may sound very disingenuous for me to say this, because I can focus all my attention on myself and I cannot imagine how single moms, right? You know, married women, folks who are pillars in their community and church have all these things that they're doing and they feel like they have to keep doing, 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 and they're not really doing anything for themselves. So opportunities like maybe becoming a part of your group, right? Or doing one-on-one coaching, just investing in yourselves is very important. This is very, I mean, it's, it's critical. I think I may have told you this one once before. I was like, I am so gung-ho about what you're doing because it is needed. There are other coaches out there, but honestly, I don't know if they can identify with us because of the struggles that we have as Black women, right? 400 years of oppression, right? Of right. being told who we are and how we should be. It's kind of hard for others to relate. So I am happy that you and others are doing it, especially for Black women, because we need it. We need permission to have it, to do it. Yeah, I think think you made a very good point, which is like we've been taught that we have to uphold the race. That served us for so long. And now it's the thing that is keeping us at the level that we are. And for most of us as high achieving women, like we know there's more to our life. Like, it's like, we're here and it's like, okay, I got the income. I got the house. I got the title. I got the job. Wait a minute. And it's the thing that's keeping us from like experiencing the life that we really want. Right. right? Because we have to uphold this image. Yes. And it's not a weakness. I think that's part of it. It's like, if you do therapy or if you do coaching or if whatever, mm-hmm. some people look at it as a weakness. And I say, it's actually a strength. Yeah. You recognize that you need some other support. 
And there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. It's like the way in which we've coped, like it doesn't work where we are right now if we want to go to another level. And that's what I think Mm. I teach better than anybody. It's like how to do that as a Black woman, taking in control of everything, attachment theory, neurobiology, neuroception, all of it is like how we treat ourselves. And I just, I just pepper it in a little bit, (laughs) (laughs) but we are some of the most powerful, if not the most powerful, right? Because of what we've gone through. I think our environment has made us that way. It's formed us. It's fused us from the pressure. Like we are truly diamonds, right? Yes. But we just keep giving ourselves the pressure thinking that's the right way to do it. And I'm mm-hmm. like, if we just switched it for love and compassion. Oh, yes. Yeah. And that emotional safety to be ourselves. Absolutely. Yeah. Anything that you want to share? Like, what was the one thing that you learned that you were like, wait a minute, anything that shocked you or any one thing you want to say? Like, hmm. I think and you talk about this on your podcast as well, that sometimes I think we think that we'll be the same way forever, that it's like, it's just my nature, it's who I am. Mm. That you can build new neural pathways and that you can use repetition and reinforce new ideas and change how you think about certain things. I didn't know that. I always felt like I was a kind of a victim to my thoughts. It's like, it was never going to change. I'm never going to like think differently or whatever, but it's proven. I mean, you can kind of work your way, journal your way, coach your way into new thoughts and therefore leading to a new life. Right. So tell me, like, I'm glad you brought that up. What was the difference? Like, cause you have gone, listened to other coaching and everything. What was the benefit of actually working with the coach? Cause you're right. We can get a book, we can journal. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure you've read all the books, right? In journal, what was the difference of like actually working with someone? I think it's when we start a call and you say, what are we coaching on today? It became about me. It became about, I mean, it was not a, oh, here's a cookie cutter example of perhaps something that may apply to you, right? From a book or whatever, or, you know, some online learning or whatever. It was Okay, so what's going on with you today? And you have like the memory of, I don't know, it's like, I recall saying stuff back in July. You said, hey, yeah, remember when you were upset because it's X, Y, Z? And I was like, okay, first of all, I forgot that I was upset about that. And even the, um, I'm looking at my house and I had some work done and I was a little upset with the person that did the work or whatever. And you coached me through that. And you actually, at a different time, brought that lesson back and kind of integrated it into something else I was going through. It's like, remember how your thoughts and your mind took you there on that particular situation? It's the same thing here. So it's different situations, but kind of like it's it's pretty similar, right? Right. And how your thought, how your brain will just look at things and kind of go a little haywire, right? Yeah. So it's definitely different in, uh, versus reading a book. And hopefully you can, on your own, try to apply that to what you're going through at a particular time. Yes. What do you think about me getting ready to start a group? What are your thoughts about it? Because I know you did one-on-one. I did so, one-on-one. 
as a person who did one-on-one, I didn't offer group then. And just be truthful. What are your thoughts about like, what would this process have been like if you had been able to see other women going through the same thing? Would it have been helpful or what? Like, what are your thoughts about that? Yeah, no, I think it would have been helpful. You know, I kind of did mine a little, and again, because you didn't offer group, I think I may have done it just a little bit differently than maybe perhaps someone who may come into your program who may do the group thing and then go one-on-one to kind of delve a little bit deeper. Mm-hmm. But I I honestly thought when we were talking that my problems were unique to me. And just to give kind of an example of where I saw there were similarities with your free master classes. I would attend those and I would hear the ladies talk about different issues that they were going through and you would coach them. And I was like, wow, I thought I was the only one. So a once a month masterclass versus being with you on a weekly basis with other women, I think it is phenomenal. I yeah. think it's a great opportunity because you're going to get Brig and you're going to get the others and they're going to provide you insight. You can provide them insight. You create a sisterhood. I mean, I can imagine that it's going to be amazing. So good. So good. So any parting words, any words for someone like, because I know you, you needed some talking to from other people and Mm -hmm. like convincing that this would work. And I know even like in month one, or month two, you were like, this isn't going to work. You were like, I like, I keep going backwards. And like, we just kept going. Right. And then I started getting the emails of like, who is this person? I can't believe it. And you started seeing it. And that's when it just started opening up. Any words for the person who is like doubting themselves or feeling stuck or whatever, any words for them? Like, why would this be the thing? Like any words for them? If you're thinking about it, I think you have to come in with the right mindset and the right expectations. Mm -hmm. I think for me, and you you just mentioned like two months in, I was like, oh gosh, this is not, I'm just going back, reverting back. You just have to give yourself time to grow. You just have to give yourself time for the process to work. And you have to be willing to do the work, right? So the one thing I love about you is that you're never going to tell someone what they should or shouldn't do. You will open up the conversation so that your client or clients can decide on their own whether or not what path is is right for them, right? Mm-hmm. And then, you know, perhaps if you don't agree, you may question them a bit more as to why they may be doing a certain thing, right? But you'll never tell anyone. So I think if you are serious about making an investment in yourself, I think that the group program or the individual coaching would be of value to anyone. So I say do it. So good. So tell us how your life is now. Yeah. So this is an interesting time for me because, and I keep going back to this because it is the most recent thing that has happened to me. I'm still grieving a loss. Mm -hmm. And luckily we were still in session when it first happened. And so six weeks ago, I I don't know, I wasn't feeling as, I think, hopeful as I am now. And that's just quite honestly, just a human thing, right? I mean, you lose someone and you don't think that you're ever going to feel the same way again. But I I am feeling very hopeful. I'm looking forward to it being warmer outside eventually. 
I'm looking forward to getting back on the court with my friends and spending time with them and spending time with my family as well. So, so I'm feeling very hopeful. I think it's the best word to describe it. Yeah. And tell us about like the mental energy that you were using before and what it's like now. Yeah. So before the mental energy, unfortunately, was all in my head. And through this process of working with you, I have learned the value of journaling and the value of meditating. Mm -hmm. And there is so much that you can release by doing one or the other, the journaling especially. And even if I don't ever go back and revisit any of those notes, and I have at times, right? There'll be something that I'll think about and say, well, how was I feeling about that then? I may go back and revisit it, but sometimes it's just a matter of getting it out. Just because you have so many things going on in your head, you cannot give full attention to everything that's going on in your head. And sometimes you just got to get it out. And so definitely the journaling and the meditating. So good. Well, thank you. I appreciate you. you. You know, I love my clients. So yes, yes. You do so much for us. Well, thank you for giving us of your time. I appreciate you. I love you so much. Love you too. Your journey has been a fucking amazing. So from a coach, from my point of view, from going from a person who was like, like you would literally go, this isn't going to work. <laughs> I'm too broken. (laughs) It's like going to work. And there were times where you were like, see, I told you. And to where you are now, like full of love and compassion, because you had a rod that you would beat yourself up with. Mm -hmm. And so many of us, I think that's the one common thing that I'm very good at picking out for especially black women, every woman that I work with, even this, like I have some powerhouses that have worked with me and they've always said, like, you just helped me see where I was like really beating myself up. But, and I just dropped that. Like, there's no need for that anymore. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Like totally. And even if we just did that, our life would be infinitely better. Our experience of our life without anything else. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. (laughs) Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you, guys. I will talk to y'all next week. And if you want, I haven't opened up the doors yet, but they are opening. BrickJohnson.com backslash forward slash whatever the slash is group. Get on that wait list and I'll see you guys there. I'll catch you later. Bye. Wasn't that an amazing interview? I love working with my clients. Lenora was such, is such an example of like that person that takes a risk on themselves. Like it was very difficult for her to make the decision to work with me. If you remembered at the beginning of the podcast, she said, I don't want to do another thing and still be the same, right? But what we know is this, Scientific knowledge tells us that 70% of us stay the same. Despite all the stuff, like we end up staying the same. I don't want that for us as Black women. I love that Lenora said, like, I could. Yes, you're absolutely right. I can spend this money on vacation. Or I can be a different person for the rest of my life, right? 
the value of being a different person, having different experiences, and like reducing the amount of time you self-doubt, beat yourself up, exude confidence and love towards yourself. What kind of life would you have, even if you just stayed the same as far as like my job, my relationships and everything, but I just love myself so much more. What would that mean for you? If you have a habit of getting in your way, I want to invite you to a special webinar. I came in at the end of this. Matter of fact, my podcast producer, Colette, I love you because she had already had this podcast all done. And I was like, no, I want to add this to it because I want to introduce my webinar. I'm doing a three-day masterclass. If you're watching this at any other time, Masterclass is already done. But if you're listening to this in real time, March 11th, 12th, and 13th, we're going to talk about how to get out of our own way so that we can create epic shit, right? The same thing that I talked about and I taught Lenora, I want to show you and take you through that process. I think it's valuable. So go to brigjohnson.com forward slash masterclass and join in. You can get on a wait list for the group. Don't worry, even if you're on a group, you'll hear about the masterclass, but forward slash masterclass to join in. On Friday, I'm going to teach you all the things. It won't be long. It'll be about an hour and a half. Saturday and Sunday, we coach because that's what I love doing. And you get to ask all your questions too. One o'clock central time on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, March 11th, 12th, and 13th. Join us. Lenora, I thank you for sharing with so much vulnerability, right? Appreciate you guys. I will see you guys in the weekend. All right. Bye. If you enjoyed this podcast and want to take thought work even deeper with me as your guide, opportunities to work with me one-on-one are available. Go to brickjohnson.com to schedule your own personal breakthrough call. 30 minutes, we'll see if working together is a great fit. BrickJohnson.com, B-R-I-G-J-O-H-N-S-O-N. See you next time.